You're listening to The Hidden Workforce, a show about the positive impact people with different abilities make to the workforce. Brought to you by Rise Staffing. Here's Lisa Toth. Back to The Hidden Workforce with Stacy Wilson of Therap Services. Stacy, before the break, we were going to get down and dirty and talk about the actual job of a direct support professional. Tell me. Great. Okay, it's a hard job. I know I've done it. But one of the things I really don't like, Stacy, and I want to know how you feel about it. People say, "Boy, you're special." Do you get that? You're special if you do this work. You when used I was to? working out in the field, yeah, and uh, it, it really is. It's you're not sure how to respond to it in the moment, right? Because you're there supporting people, and you certainly don't want to create, um, you know, any situation that they might be uncomfortable with, or, or may draw extra attention to them if that's you know not what they're wanting. You want to be cognizant of how do you best support your individuals that are receiving those services that are with you and also you know how do you educate people because I think that's really about what it is we need to create more exposure and more education about both individuals with intellectual and developmental disabilities and how they contribute in our communities and what they bring to the table because the variety of skills and talents that everyone brings to the table are certainly something to be to be valued and a level-headed also what was that level-headed thought out response to that you know question i posed about being special um that's why i wanted you to be on my show just because you do have that really kind of quiet grace about you and that makes you successful um thanks for that well thank you lisa And, and like i said i think just creating um exposure and education for for the general community. The role of the direct support worker isn't well understood. The role of the job coach isn't well understood. And really a successful uh, direct support professional or uh, a successful job coach is really kind of hanging out in the background and letting the, the individual that they're supporting be the star of the show. And I don't think that the community understands that as the role of a support worker. Well, do you see um, maybe people are always going to you then as the job coach to find out what's happening or give instruction rather than the person who's actually there maybe doing a job or volunteering at a place? Yeah, I would I would say that I observe that um, kind of interaction in the community more often than seeing a general person in the community approach the individual and ask them questions or approach the individual for information or to interact with the individual that's receiving supports. And so anything that we can do to create exposure and kind of flip that narrative, I think is valuable. So and how did you con- yeah. how did you get that like feeling and um, value? You know, obviously you're You've got that as a core value and you're living it through your profession and, you know, everyday life. But how did you decide this was a good thing to start working for and teaching and training the community about people's worth and values? Well, I think it's just based on my experience I had uh, supporting people as as a provider. Um, Mm -hmm. I provided a variety of supports. I worked with an organization um, in Kansas City for just shy of 10 years. And I really did work in every role um, throughout that organization with the exception of a nurse because I don't have a license. So what but, got you uh, in the front door of that organization to start off in the, you know, direct support, the, the first job we all get when we 
get into the developmental intellectual disability field? Right, yeah, I started working part-time overnights in a supported living program and helping a little bit in the office during the day. It was really an opportunity that I fell into. Um, Mm -hmm. And then throughout my tenure there, I just um, kept going. And this organization did so many different services for people and really met people wherever they were at um, to help them accomplish what they wanted to next. And I learned so much there, um, so much about the individuals that we were supporting, about our clients, about the field in general, about some of the issues and and some of the uh, perceptions that go along with the services that we provide. And then also just, you know, about how myself and how, about myself and how I wanted to interact with um, this community of professionals and and try to make a difference in some of these things. And uh, moving forward uh, with Therap, I really get to work with a lot of organizations, um, mainly streamlining systems, but it's amazing how once you start talking about how things work on the ground and how that can support your efforts as an organization to make a change and make a shift and how you can use the data to do that, some of that stuff just all comes into alignment. And so um, it really is an interesting uh, place to work. We get to see a lot of organizations who do a lot of things and have a lot of different approaches. Um, and it's definitely eye-opening. So you uh, were, the least. Ext- that answer kind of cheered me up just a little bit at the um, during parts when I could totally hear the passion that, you developed during your development as a manager in the agency as you were growing up with our um, direct support professionals and our customers or clients or whatever we like to call them. And that's really special. And I'm doing that special thing. But you're like a person who came to the field gradually. You grew into it and you were a natural. That's what I like to call it. But then have you run across people who sometimes come to the field to fill a need in themselves and they think maybe helping people will do that as a staff I think person? I, yeah, it's an interesting question. I'm not sure if I've really thought too much about that before. Um, it's interesting because different things drive different people. And I, I think that people can be driven to different callings for all kinds of reasons. And uh, regardless of what those reasons are, they may be very successful or it might not be a good fit. And Part of that just depends on their motivation and what they're seeking out of that. I I think it's probably difficult to to say or to to make an assumption about if someone's trying to fill a need to care for people, is this the right situation for them? Because that can vary so greatly. And um, maybe it is a great situation. Maybe, Maybe it's something that they get into and they say, you know, this really isn't what I thought it would be. And I don't think anyone should stay in a position that they they don't feel is the right fit for them, especially in human services, because we know that, you know, passion does a lot in this field. And if you don't feel like it's a good fit for you, it may not be a good fit for the individuals that you're supporting either. Again, a super great answer from my guest, Stacey Wilson with TheraP Services, professional with Grace, supporting people with disabilities all throughout the Midwest region. Thank you, Stacy. Awesome. Thanks, Lisa. Bye. You're listening to The Hidden Workforce. I'm Lisa Toth with Rise Staffing. You're listening to The Hidden Workforce with Lisa Toth at Rise Staffing on your home for success, FM 105.7. 